Guys, right now at Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, and Max Market, not Pepsi, unfortunately, where we're recording this show. But you can get Strava Craft Coffee there. And if you purchase online, you can get 20% off using the code DNVR20. Strava Craft Coffee has CBD, of course, which is non-psychoactive. It's been known to help long-term migraines, decrease anxiety, arthritis, IBS, etc. Again, if you order it online, it ships right to you. If you use code DNVR20, you can get 20% off your purchase. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast live from the Winter's Bowels. I am joined, of course, by my esteemed colleague, Harrison Lynn. Ready to uh, vacillate over this win. Ooh, the word of the night. <laughs> Vic also threw in an asphyxiate, which I thought was very funny. Uh, also joined by Brennan Vogt. I got a vague feeling this should be a good podcast. <laughs> throwback, throwback from the day. I like why you guys missed yesterday's show. Check it out. Great one. Had Dave Moore on. Some really cool Jokic Towns comparisons. It was a good one. Good this one also going to be a good one. You know why? Why is that? Because the Denver Nuggets got the win. <laughs> oh my goodness. You weren't very enthusiastic. I, I was trying to. I thought I was. I thought I was very excited. Um, the Nuggets hold them under. They get hold the Detroit to 98 points, score 115 themselves. A pretty ho hum win, I would say. Yeah. A pretty ho hum, as in it was a lot of fun, but it just. The Nuggets. Actually, here's. I guess I'm going to come off the top rope right from the start. <laughs> Are the Nuggets through the portion of the season where they lose to bad teams? Because two games in a row now you play bad teams. Two games in a row Denver plays okay, but then shuts the door in like an instant. It's just like, okay, it's winning time, boom. You got it. That's how I felt tonight at least. Um, do you guys feel the no, same? No, for sure. I tweeted that out right when the game ended. Uh, their last bad loss was probably that Cavs game, January 11th. So it's been about a month and a half. Maybe at Detroit is a bad loss. They lost in overtime. They blew a big lead, but, I mean, it's on the road. I'd say their last really bad loss was at home to Cleveland on January 11th. So, yes, I think it's a big development. They, they're learning or they have learned how to take care of business. They're taking care of business like they did last year. And um, it's it's really positive. I think it's significant. <laughs> That's it? Nothing yeah, from yeah, you? Yeah, he nailed it. <laughs> great, great job, Harrison. Um, we're only a couple games in. Denver does have a couple of tough ones coming up, Clippers and then Raptors. And then after that, there's three straight bad teams. I will say there's also another portion into this story. It's tank season. I was going to say, yep. You were going to say that. I was, So actually. when I looked at you and you are like, I have nothing, when were you lying? Now or then? No, then. Okay. Well, yeah, like the last time the Nuggets <laughs> played the Pistons in Just that overtime <laughs> loss on the road, they had Andre Drummond. They had Reggie Jackson. They're two best players who are no longer on the Pistons. This is a really bad Pistons team that they rolled out there tonight. Yeah, these teams are no longer trying to make your life hard, I think, necessarily. Yeah. But you know what? It doesn't matter because the Denver Nuggets looked like a very good team that could easily dominate this one, which is exactly what happened. So let's get into the details. First takeaway, I think it's probably the bench. The bench rotation, and there's specific – we're going to talk a lot about Michael Porter Jr., a lot about Jeremy Grant. But just first, the bench as a whole – Malone has tweaked some things. He's starting to play Monte Morris and Jamal Murray together, something that had a lot of success last season, didn't get a lot of run early this year. What do you know? That's working out again. And then tonight, no minutes for Torrey Craig. So to me, the bench is is sort of storyline, maybe number one of this game. It's definitely the top storyline. 
Look, sometimes this Nuggets team has a pattern of taking a while to get to their most optimum lineups. <laughs> we saw it last year. And I've been saying this all, man, all year, man. Do you guys know this? I had no idea why Monte Morris and Jamal Murray were not playing You've been all four over. minutes together. It clicked last year. I mean, the bench unit that was unstoppable last year was Jamal Murray, Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, Trey Lyles, and Mason Plumley. I just did not really get why they refused to go to this year's version of that, which would have been Monte and Jamal, MPJ, Jeremy Grant, and Mason Plumley, which absolutely balled out tonight. So they finally got there. It took two-thirds of the season, um, but I- I'm not surprised that it's clicked like it has. And just based off the way Malone has talked about it the last few days, it seems like it's here to stay, right? It's not just – Oh, yeah. Sometimes Malone says stuff, so. we see it for 12 hours, and then it's gone. Um, but I think you're going to see one of Jokic or Murray on the floor for almost the whole game, I think. And I think not even just that, but in particular, some of the combinations he throws out. I think this next game against the Clippers will be interesting because that might be a Tory Craig game. You know, he might say, oh, we want to throw some defense like out there. Like, who is Tory guarding tonight? Derek Rose? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, there's nobody out there for him to guard. But, um, so, yeah, we'll see. But I do think, Malone, in addition to the two-point guard, you, you mentioned one of Murray and Jokic, and I think that's a big part of it. But I think specifically having Monte and Murray, Murray together yep. as your pairing off of the bench is just – it's so dynamic. You've got Monte to run the show. you got Murray that gets to play a little bit off ball, and it just really clicks. And then we've talked about whenever you play that Grant-Porter combo, one, it helps when Jeremy Grant is lights out from the three-point line, which he was tonight. Um, what did he go, three of five? Uh, 12 of 15 overall from the field, but 3 of 5 from 3. Um, but it, So it helps when one of those guys is making shots, but then you put a third shooter, whether that's Will Barton. They've gone to two. So they've played both Murray and Will Barton with three bench guys, or they've gone to Michael Porter Jr. Gary Harris has gone some time. Yep. Gary Harris got sure. a little bit. Hey, so have they gone with three guards? Have they gone the Gary Harris, Monte, Jamal uh, Jamal lineup? I believe Man, so I can't, I can't tell little, you. I, honestly, I don't remember if I saw that or not. I don't think I saw that tonight, but I would have to rewatch. But there was Barton, there was MPJ, and I just think, um, you know, we have talked about it, and I think we know Malone. <laughs> when everybody got back healthy, he was always going to go back to the old rotation until it didn't work, and it didn't work right away, and now he's back. And I, I, think, I think even Malone knew. I think he was just like, well, i got to give my guys one last shot. Now that everybody's healthy. And that was one game. <laughs> How do you think about that theory? You kind of rolled your eyes. No, no. It's kind of it's kind of had been his MO. Of yeah, like, of course. Okay, I know this is like there. I, I there was two kinda, strikes. We're starting with two strikes here. I was just laughing at how quickly it took. Like you said, oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Two yeah. games. It's like, all right, this isn't going to work. This is definitely enough. So I is the bench solved? Is the bench back to being good? And not just good, but very good. I mean, look at it tonight. Mason Plumley plus 18. Jeremy Grant, plus 10. Michael Porter Chica, plus 9. I mean, glass of cold water, a depleted Minnesota and Detroit teams, like, late in February. So, yeah, not point. exactly the best tests, but I'm inclined to say yes, Adam. I think I think we see a better bench going forward. And glass of hot water. Denver wins the, sixth, the first quarter by 6. They win the second quarter by 7. This game was never close. And then, I mean, the fourth quarter, they just blow them out. But... So, yes, but this one was one of those games. Like, Jokic took how many shots tonight? Eight shots. He goes five of eight. Like, Jokic honestly just rolled out. And he played great. I thought he played hard. But this was one of those games where he's like, you guys do the scoring tonight. I'm going to. He was just trying stuff. Yeah, he was just in his bag. Like, yeah. didn't even so care for I, I think with the second unit, I don't see a more optimized potential, like, mix and match 
bench group that you could throw out there. Like, like this is this is it. I, I don't think you know you you want to try Jokic with the bench. I, I think this is the I group agree, they should go with. This, yeah. And um, thirteen minutes tonight for the Morris Murray Porter Grant Plumley five some. Uh, Denver shot fifteen of eighteen from the floor with those five <laughs> out there. That's good. I think. Um, they had, let's see here, nine assists on those 15 Mayfield goals, uh, plus 20. Wow. So uh, they outscored Detroit 38 to 18 nice. in those 13 minutes. Yeah. I, I think the bench might be solved. They're going to have some tests coming up. Toronto, obviously one of the best, if not the best bench in the NBA, so that's going to be a tough one. Um, you even have, you know, the Clippers can throw out some really nice bench lineups. So, they're going to be tested coming up, but I'm with you, Harrison. I think logically it makes sense. This group that they that they trotted out there, I think makes sense. Let's talk about, I think, the man of the night, Jeremy Grant. 12 of 15 from the floor, 29 points, a career-high 29. And I'll tell you what, his shots came within the flow of the offense. Like, he at the end of the game, he kind of started, I thought, checking him up because he was just on fire or whatever, but... The reason I bring that up, Jeremy Grant seems like he is fitting in better and better with this team every single game that goes by. And after the game, Jokic specifically called him out and said, like, yeah, I like playing with him. You know, almost the Jokic stamp of approval. I think he said something like he is always there. He is always that guy, meaning like always playing hard, always in the right spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I think he's a, a Jokic player in the sense that Jokic has him tabbed as, as the kind of guy he likes playing with. Jeremy Grant is like... So uh, he's tall, but he's also super skinny. He just kind of slithers, I feel like, into the dunker spot sometimes. Yeah. Like, slips right past the defense. This was interesting to me, though. Jeremy Grant, 29 minutes tonight. Obviously, at the huge game. Paul Millsap, 19 minutes. Yeah. I, I feel like definitely in the playoffs and, um, you know, maybe late in the season, we're going to start to see, while, while Millsap will start, you know, I, I wouldn't but not be surprised that this is kind of a similar minutes dis- distribution to – well, we could get in a playoff setting at times if Jeremy Grant really has it going. It just feels matchup dependent to me. But. We're 48 minutes removed from Millsap going 8 of 10 or whatever from right. the field. Yeah. Like, dominant performance. But you're right. There so. will be games where, where Grant closes and, and Millsap starts. Well, especially against teams you know that go a little small like the Pistons do. I'm going to disagree. Here's one thing. I have, to take a, I have to kind of like take an L because I – two months ago was pretty low on Jeremy Grant. I think I even said I'm out on his fit. I always thought he was a good player, but I was kind of out on his fit. And I think obviously that was premature. He's really oh, basically since that comment just gotten better and better and more opportunity with Jokic. So um, there are some things about him that maybe concern me a little bit, but I, I think clearly he has a pretty nice role on this team. Um, and he was just good. And then shooting the ball, you know, just three of five, shooting with confidence. He actually had more threes than anybody on the team. Nuggets only took 19 tonight. He had three of three of the nine makes. Um, yeah, he, I thought he was great. He's pretty high up there on your confidence power rankings. Like if Grant's open for three. Yeah, that's actually great. Yeah, you your know? confidence power ranking. You're right. He also had a dunk tonight. He's so skinny. But I saw this in practice the other day. Like he, his favorite dunk when he's standing straight under the basket is to jump up and then yank the rim sideways as hard as he can so that the backboard sways. And he had one of those tonight. And it looks like, I think he's, one of these days he's going to break a backboard because <laughs> it's, it's not that he has like more weight or obviously, but he just like yanks it in a really hilarious way. Maybe he's way. trying to break a backboard. It's like he's trying. That's what it looks like is like he's trying. He also makes his own clothes. I don't know if you guys knew that. I, wait, wait really? hold on a second. What? what? Yeah. It's Let's a, back up. Where's that story? Yeah, hold on. What's going on here? 
Um, well, I think somebody's written on it, but like he Did you make this up? paints, <laughs> like, like he custom makes some of his jackets and pants and stuff. No, Jeremy Grant does not share himself with with the media. He's not, he's not impressed. <laughs> with he's a very uh, he like curious person. Inquisitive. He, he's not, or he is. He is. You um, wouldn't think it, but, but like he a is. quiet. He's like a Wilson Chandler in that way. In that, like, just doesn't care if we know that about exactly, him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he is, I think, hands down, the worst interview on the team. He just refuses to give an answer. He, he has literally given yes or no answers. No, if you ask a yes or no question, he'll say yes, yes. definitely. Yep. And that is not a quote you can use. I'm, I'm new to this journalism <laughs> thing, but. Yeah, that's pretty. I'd, I'd probably agree with that. Who would you say is the worst quote? No, I, I would agree with that. Gary's up there too, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. Gary's up. But there. Gary, they're, they're but Gary will at least though. give you a full sentence. That's true. <laughs> he'll at least give you. He'll he'll at least like do you the, the favor of like re-saying your question back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was to get to a full sentence. Was, AKA the Gallinari. That's how he would answer a question just by repeating it in an affirmation. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, hey, he gets to be whatever he wants, but he definitely has mastered the Oklahoma City School of not saying anything, saying as few of words as possible. Um, it's pretty great. All right, let's take a break. What are we doing today, Harrison? The Avalanche... Colorado Avalanche, the, Colorado the original. Avalanche I feel like that's one of the originals. Actually, Greg first, you know what? I, before we get there, you know what I have to tell you guys? We have a watch party. You reminded me of it because the Avalanche had a great watch party, mm-hmm. and now I'm very curious to see if ours is going to be better. It should be better because we are better. I, <laughs> the <laughs> Nuggets are a better team than the Avs, therefore our watch party will be better. There's only one best team in Denver. A lot of people tweet at us saying like, "I, I got to make it out to one of these someday," or "I almost could last time, but I didn't." Don't make this time the almost. Get that babysitter now. If there's one to make it out to, it's this one. Got a really good feeling about it. Yeah, well, we will come and talk to you. We will say hi. We want we want to get to know our listeners. Sit we want to us. talk about yeah. it. It's probably it's as much fun for us as it is for you guys. And then, like, the perch is popping now, guys. Perch is popping. The perch outside section 144. Yeah, is like, we're going to have to start charging admission to the perch here. <laughs> there's like so 30 <laughs> people the last couple days. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, all right, the Avalanche Ale. Yeah, the Avalanche. Where is that? On your guys' beer, Breck Brew uh, power say, rankings. Well, my favorite thing about Harrison is yes, I have never asked kids. you this question. You have two asked this question because I've answered it before. No, you if haven't. If I'm drinking one, it's the Avalanche here. That's my favorite one. If I'm drinking multiple, I'm probably going to call it one. Avalanche was one of the first beers I ordered when I moved here. Yeah, it is one of the originals. It's like, oh, like, I know that one. I've seen that. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it's it. The reliable, old yeah, reliable. reliable. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, moving on. I like it, too. Terrible ad uh, C-ad here. Sorry. Yeah, we really undersold pick that. Pick it up this time. I don't know if you guys knew this. We're actually covering the Colorado Raptors now. Yo, I went to my first oh, yeah. rugby game. This doesn't even need a gimmick. Weekend, this is just a good And one. it was dope. Yeah. Really pretty day at Infinity Park over in Glendale. Nice space, nice stadium. Um, there's a very accessible feel. Like you can sit right up on the end zone. Yeah. And you're like three feet from is the players. Is it called the end zone? No idea. <laughs> yes, yes. Colton. Sure. How much the try zone? Yeah, how the much try zone. Did, you, did you understand? Um, my, my roommate played a little in college, um, but I never listened to him when he explained me the rules, so none. I don't. I didn't know okay. what I was looking at at all. Yeah, I don't know any of it either. He listens to this podcast. I should probably backtrack. Yeah. I was going to ask you if he smelled terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Rugby's sweet though, man. The, the Rugby is a real fraternity, man. The athleticism too, like actually pops off these dudes. I say actually, of course, they're very talented players. And I 
never watch something and instantly known it was not for me. <laughs> if a big dude was running at me with no pads, every instinct is to turn and run the other direction. Yeah. Isn't there always like a little fast guy though? Yeah, but he's still on the thing with the big yeah, guys. Yeah, so the big guys were trying to catch. Is there any doubt Paul Millsap would be the best running player? Ooh, I, I like actually think question. I think Jokic would dominate that game in a weird way. It's not about his breakaway speed, but his little angles. Is he fast enough? Honestly, dude. No way. Come on. Kevin's a terrible <laughs> No, but he's strong enough and his touch with the ball. He's he, a little crazy, too. Tory Craig would also be a good rugby. Like, imagine trying to tackle Mason Plumley though. Rugby needs some flourish in the passing. <laughs> like a no-look pass or two. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Also, if you're a rugby fan and you're listening to this, please explain to me why they punt the ball. Like, the, you, there are no downs in rugby. So I feel like, like that's probably a very basic rule. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, analytically, it makes no sense. Like, every now and then, guys just pick the ball up and kick it to the other team. Can I tell you something? Of all the sports I'm not into that I think I could get into, rugby's top of the list, I think. Seriously, come out to, to Infinity Park and Glendale for a rap. There's a lot game. of DNVR people that go now. Like, it's like, we had a bunch of people in our mentions being I like, per- I'm going too. I perched it up with some DNVR. You perched it up with DNVR. <laughs> Shout out Thane. Hey, don't you guys notice what we're building at DNVR? It really is like a, a sports club. It's just like, oh, you guys like watching, talking, listening, reading about sports. We're going to do that. Get in the club. They're just a little membership fee. A little membership fee. It's just $5 a month. And bring your kids to Infinity Park. Kids tickets are just five bucks. Oh, nice way to get that last bullet point in there. Yeah, Um, Talking point number three. So we talked about the bench. I guess these are all sort of. Wait, you haven't plotted out today. Like number one, two, and three? Uh, I think I just counted how many we did in that <laughs> oh, okay. segment. We did two. <laughs> but they were sort of the same. It was the bench, and then it was uh, Jeremy Grant. We're going to stay on the bench but make it a third bullet point. And it's Michael Porter Jr., who tonight, for me, Michael Porter Jr. is the storyline for the Denver Nuggets. So to me, this would be bullet point number one, even though it wasn't that out- overwhelming of a game. But he goes six of nine tonight. He gets 13 points, eight, eight rebounds, one assist. In 23 minutes, he finally played some minutes. But more to the point, that second quarter, it looked like he just, like, let go yes, of yeah. whatever it was that was holding on his back. It was like, okay, just go back and be – and the confidence was there. He took some shots. He took some chances. And – the dude fell into almost a double-double, 13 points and eight rebounds on six of nine shooting. I maintain he looks terrible some nights. He looks terrible. I don't care. I honestly don't care if he looks terrible every minute he plays. He's so good that I just think he has to play. Like, he just has to He has to be that guy. And tonight we were reminded of it, how good he can be. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Porter so much on uh, this DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by Illegal Pete's. Um, oh, but, yeah, thank you. Nice work there. I meant, yeah, good, good one. I maintain that getting Porter back open into the midnight, rhythm. We can go. What's that? They're open until midnight. We can go <laughs> if we hurry with this pod. Let's cut it short. Uh, so I maintain that uh, the most, the top priority for the Nuggets over the last two months of the season is to get Porter back to the level he was pre-ankle injury. That's their number one priority in my mind. Let's move the conversation here, though. I was a little concerned, obviously, with the first two games. Like, you never want to draw conclusions from two games. But I was just a little concerned. Not not so much that he wasn't going to get the minutes because I always thought Malone was eventually going to get there. I was Confidence. concerned that maybe the momentum had just so stalled that it was going to be like he wouldn't get back. But tonight has kind of, like, reminded me of, like, oh, yeah, he's so good that 
once he just gets the confidence back, he's going to be back to being a guy that has double-doubles somewhat regularly because he just falls into it. Yeah, he's too good. Like, if you play him enough, he'll get back into a rhythm. Exactly, you know I mean? yes. Like, he's, he's just too good. And that's what it felt like tonight. He got enough minutes to get into a rhythm, and then once that rhythm was there, he rebounded really well, uh-huh. um, and then he got some of those big-time buckets. I mean, he had that tomahawk jam tonight. That was Yeah, they're off the Porter special. I don't think he had a good defensive game at all tonight. And that was – it's a little disappointing because he was, I thought, improving a ton on the defense bend before that ankle injury. And, um, I mean, he had a couple defensive gaffes that, like, really drove Mike Malone crazy tonight. Um, but If we break his season, though, down into two parts, like this is the second part, the post-injury is now, is now the second part. The first part, his offense came first. His defense came second. Right. I think one of the things that happened was Malone gave him the longer leash – he got an offensive rhythm, and then it was like, yo, now you get to play a lot, and you're going to score a lot if you play some defense, and then that came. So to me, I'm with you. Tonight wasn't a good defensive effort from him, but I just – the fact that he scored makes me think he's going to play, and if he plays, I think his defense will improve. And his defense improves with, with the more reps, the more minutes he gets, and it also improves if he's not thinking about if that last shot I took was a bad one or one that I forced. We should circle back and say we got – at least some sort of an explanation for Michael Malone as to why um, MPJ wasn't <laughs> playing much. He yeah. said he didn't think he was playing very hard. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just curious what you guys think about, about at this stage in the season, sort of still approaching the MPJ experiment that way as opposed to sticking to letting him play through it. Everybody knows that I disagree with Michael Malone about some things, but this is one area where I really sort of trust him. And I and look, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. But I, I do think if that's genuinely how he feels, like I trust that Malone has his finger on that pulse because yeah. everybody on this Nuggets team has bought in. Like everybody that has lasted has bought in. So like as much as I, I, I want to complain and say it's ridiculous because I think it's ridiculous – the proof is in the pudding, right, right. and I'm just like, okay. I would probably give MPJ a longer leash, but maybe if I were coach, MPJ would turn into a lazy, like, right. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like the worst version of himself, so I don't know. Yeah. Easy to forget that Malone has earned that benefit of the doubt. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So tonight was a good one. Although I will say, look, the other side of this coin is get MPJ to play hard. Get whatever, Do whatever you have to do because it is that important. Right. Can we coach him in-game? Can we do exactly. we have to take him on the... Figure out what it is, that thing you <laughs> yeah. do. And like yeah. benching is... Because we we've used the analogy about like when you rub your, a dog's nose and like his mistake or something like that. It's like that actually doesn't work. You know, like getting the treat out and teaching him, you know, whatever. That's how you do it. And so there are, there are certain like carrots and sticks with Malone and I don't want to completely let him off the hook, but he's got to figure out what it is to like really get under... To light that fire under MPJ because he is that important. I'm not, I'm not that high on the Denver Nuggets without Michael Porter. I'm high on them. I think they can. I think they can win some games. But with Michael Porter Jr., I'm just like, man, let's do this. Like anything's possible. You get that guy all the way up to snuff. Yeah. Anything's possible. That's why it's such a priority to have him be a 20 plus minute per guy per game guy over the next couple months because he can do stuff that nobody else on this team can. Yeah. Next up, are we done with Porter? Is there anything sure. else that we need? Some rebounds? Oh, I just want this to is, – this isn't a point. He was wearing an unbelievable outfit. Remember when someone kicked it to Gary in the corner and MPJ was so out of position, he intercepted the ball and almost <laughs> fell out yeah. of the so like, That was Gary awesome. Harris, <laughs> Gary Harris kind of cracked up he cracked laughing. Up, he like, did. I love Gary's reaction because, like, a lot of players would be pissed and Gary thought it was hilarious. <laughs> just like, bro, what the age? What are you doing? 
Uh, yeah. Oh my God, MPJ is so funny. Um, speaking of Gary Harris, he's there's a lot of takeaways from this game, and like Jokic isn't even one of them. Gary Harris tonight, four of nine from the field, one of two from three. I love how low we've set this bar. It's like yep. Gary was great tonight. I just yep. looked, and he's one of two. Yep. He had nine points, three assists, three rebounds, but. It felt to me a little bit like Gary is continuing this trend of being back. And when we say back, not back to being the second best player on the team like he was two, three years ago, but just back to being a guy that it's like three, four, five games in a row now where it's like, oh, he's hitting the open shot. That's great. Just back to being a guy who you're not nervous when the ball's in his hands. You know? Yeah. He was decisive tonight. That's what mm. I liked. He caught the ball sometimes and knew right away he was driving. Um, and, and not like, hey, I'm going to take a floater because I don't know what else to do. Like, there was conviction in his decisions. And to me, almost as much as some of the shot-making stuff, that's what's important to me, right? At, sometimes Gary will look at the defense, has no idea what he's seeing, and he backs up and puts it between his legs a couple of times, and yeah. you just kind of hold your breath. Not so much of that lately. Yeah. I can I, I don't want to declare Gary Harris back because I, I just am not it's there. Do you have soon, a yeah. feeling maybe that he's <laughs> Ooh, You know what? I do have a little bit of a feeling. I do have a little bit of a feeling. We'll see what happens in this next game. Here's what's funny, though. Michael Malone referenced, I think, a, a Kisla article or tweet or something about, like, some people have said that we have a Gary Harris problem. No, it was an SB Nation article. Well, according to Singer, it was oh. <laughs> it was a direct reference to a Kisla thing. Anyway, oh. a lot of people, many people are saying that the Nuggets have a, a Gary <laughs> Harris problem. And Malone referenced it. But what I thought was funny was Malone sort of inadvertently made the point he was arguing against and saying that, our team can't win without Gary Harris being back to himself, which I think is everybody's sort of point about it. I'm pretty sure him saying that a couple of days ago inspired these tweets and pieces, <laughs> to be fair. Like, you know? yeah. It's all in the phrasing, isn't it? It's all in the headline and the phrasing. Well, I think that really the, gets the SB Nation article was Gary Harris is the NBA's most disappointing player this season. I think oh, that's what it was. The, out of the entire league. Which is just an erroneous statement because he's been a borderline all-NBA defender this year. Okay. Was, is it an erroneous statement? Yeah, I know. Is it I know. An I'm, gonna go on, I'm on the other side here. Like it, I'm sure there is a player that's been more disappointing. Sure. sure. <laughs> Gary Harris has been an all-NBA defender this year. I mean, how is that most disappointing? Yeah, he's had a bad offensive season. but Because he was coming back each season. Like Chris Herring wrote a piece about how he might be the next Kawhi Leonard two years ago. Yeah, we can't let him off the hook. I mean, that was kind of a ridiculous headline as well. No, but but. (laughs) when he wrote that, though, I knew what he was talking about. Like, Gary had come back and quietly added elements to his game. It looked like a guy who was ready to shatter every projection for him. Mike Conley's been kind of rough. Like, I think there's like players that maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the headlines. Fair enough. We're getting and, lost. But also, I, I'm with you, Brendan. Like, I, I, I don't want to let I him off the hook. I think it is fair. To, yeah, I think it is fair to say, like, yeah, we love your defense, but you do you the to be the uh, 64 million dollar player or whatever it is, you actually have to be a two way player. That's just that's part of it. It just feels Remember, like bars. Absolutely man. fair. He has clauses in his contract about being a that player all NBA type player and he's not close to how it, funny is it though that Gary has gone from a guy two years ago who was probably the Nuggets third option maybe even their second option at times they're starting five now he is so clearly the fifth option really in most lineups he's out there with yeah it's kind of funny because even if you think about a bench lineup if it's like Monte Tory. Gary, Jeremy, Plumlee. Mason. He's he might even be behind Mason. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mason's a lot through at least. Yeah. So, yeah, Gary Harris, nine points tonight. But he was good. Like, Gary Harris was good. and He, had some he was points. disruptive he, on defense, too. Jacked he, up that DHO in the first half. And he had that dunk. Svima Kyluk 
Dude. These ex-Laker players are so annoying. Like, they just didn't suck. <laughs> These guys were so high. Svee, remember how hyped Svee was? Svee was Alex Caruso before Alex Caruso. <laughs> the summer that we were getting crap at Summer For talking, about, For talking Monte. about Monte Morris. Who's actually good. And those Lakers guys brought Svee Mikhailik up oh. three times a day. Oh, it's so annoying. Those dude, that. So tonight, he didn't need to get dunked on by Gary Harris. He didn't try to block it. He just like ran into the poster. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, not a good awareness. Like he just ran in and jumped to get dunked on. Oh my god, it was it was absolutely incredible. Um Jamal Murray, I thought absolutely in fuego in the first half. He was a team high plus 25 and that team high was by quite a bit. Um 16 points, 5 of 12 shooting, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. And those 8 assists, yeah. he had some dimes in there. I don't. I think that stat line like severely undersells how good Jamal Murray was tonight. Because he was really good in the first half. Like once Denver broke it open and Jeremy was making all that stuff and Michael was making stuff, you know, whatever. But early on, I thought Jamal was one of his really best good. games from the point guard position as a conventional point guard. I just thought he had a really good sense of of when the team needed what from him. And as Malone said, in the second half, the Pistons went to his zone. Um, and and Malone made the point. He always says, "Screen the zone or drive the zone." Murray was willing to drive. And kick it out, force the yeah. defense to collapse. He was excellent. He was yeah. in full control tonight. I he did a great job of contributing outside of scoring yeah. for sure. He had a couple really nice cuts. Yep. I don't know ball. if this is a logical fallacy or what, but you do see like, oh, Murray at his best is really good. Jokic is at his best almost all the time. He's the one constant. Uh, even though tonight was kind of quiet, but Michael Porter has those moments. Jeremy Grant has the most mil- You kind of look at it. You go like, man, we've just never seen everybody. Um, and I and and I wonder what that looks like, or maybe it's not possible. Maybe that's not how things work. Right? Maybe that's not how yeah. things work. You know, there's the the famous like C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard rarely play great on the same night, and maybe that's, there's a reason for that. But nonetheless, you do kind of get the feeling of like, dang, Denver has so many good players, and if if they do all sort of just, and maybe that's what the playoffs are. All players kind of just bring their A game for the entire forty eight. I've just always thought of Jamal as an extremely talented player who played. At his age, like young, still learning. Um, uh, he looked like a very mature player to me tonight. And mm, I would just say that that's the word that stuck out. He's been amazing since coming back from that angle. Pro- probably been the, the best stretch of his career, right? If you consider the sustainment of it across a week. He's been pretty, he's, he's been, been absolutely great. incredible. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we have a couple of like, do you approve type questions for you. So we'll, we'll finish that up. What do we have, H-Dub? Uh, we've got free honey cheese bread. Oh, How good would that be right now? God, God this is so annoying. It's torture. Tell, let's hurry up and get out of here. So we can I, I actually did have a dream about going to Bojo's. <laughs> and I woke up starving, man. Yeah, man. How high were you? Honey cheese, bread, honey cheese bread was good, and I will not answer that question. <laughs> Six Colorado locations. You can get this deal at every single one. If you wow. mention DNVR, you get a free honey cheese bread. But you got to purchase an entree. So just order pizza. Get that free honey cheese bread on Don't the side. Don't you feel like the Bojo's is the one up in uh, Idaho Springs, though? I mean, there are six locations, but doesn't it feel like... Well, the one in Idaho Springs is so great because you're coming down from the mountains. Oh, you're, yeah. like, starving. Yeah. And Idaho Springs like, the last pit stop before you get back to civilization. I'm a civilization. big Idaho Springs fan. I'm a big fan of this. It's, it's got cool everything you need. It's got everything you need. But, like, you know how, like, if you go camping, food... This is a fact. Food tastes better cooked outdoors on the like if you cook burgers on out, outside on, a, on like a campfire, yeah. they're fantastic. Whatever you cook, Bojo's has that where it's like, oh, the mountain air it tastes better when it you're is, in. It is the Colorado mountain pie. It is the Colorado mountain pie. You get some Colorado air in there. This is a fact. 
people that have eaten at Bojo's, the fact. Is. People that have eaten at Bojo's in Idaho Springs, holler at me on on Twitter because I, you, I promise you're nodding your head to this if you have science. Have you it guys ever heard of the Bojo's and challenge? Art. I don't know if they have this. Yeah, it's like an eight pound pizza or something. I, yeah. Oh. So uh, in, in high school, we had a Bojo's in Boulder, and two guys tried to do the Bojo's challenge. They got through the first piece like in 30 seconds. Somebody yells from the back of the room. We're gonna need another pizza. Start making it oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, famous last word. They stalled immediately yeah. after that. <laughs> the the crust on the Bojo's challenge, it was like two breadsticks like mushed together, each piece of crust. <laughs> it was freaking ridiculous. I love this country. I'm af- I'm afraid of eating challenges, man. Like I, th- I there's I there's, I don't want to die, but I really <laughs> don't want to die at an eating challenge. I did one. Um, there's like a, you did an eating challenge. Oh, there's a, a Carolina style barbecue in the city. The name of which is eluding me now. New York City. Sorry, I'm from the East Coast. In the city. The city. The city. And the city. Uh, it's wow. it's half of an entree, but six different on- entrees on your plate at once, and you have to finish every, every bit. And I did. I got my picture up on the wall. Wow. And it's meats, or is it like it was also- meats? I was because you know you want to. I, so I was gonna say meats. I think you can like you can do like the breads are. What really it was get the you. cornbread the and corn the potatoes that oh, yeah. really just the that stuff expands in your stomach like it's like. Anyway, Bojo's. <laughs> Super dope. Mention DNVR, get a free honey cheese bread with Pritz of an entree. Um, all right, let's get let's play a couple games. I don't have enough of these, so we might have to make some up. Um, but Michael Malone called a review today with an, an absolutely atrocious call on Jokic. Michael Malone didn't even look at the replay. He just immediately <laughs> walked onto the court and signaled for a review. This was the sexiest go, review of the go, year. Let's go, like... One to five stars. How many stars was that review called? Five star. The the sauce was outrageous. Yeah. He didn't look at all. A no-look challenge. A, a no-look challenge. Oh, I should have asked him about that tonight. I'm now kicking myself. A no-look challenge. Yeah. That thing was sexy. He was so confident in that challenge. He and was like, also, like, equally pissed yeah, that he had to This do is it. such a bad call. I don't even care if you guys reverse. I'm yeah. just going to make you go look at how bad of a call that was <laughs> for the that. next three minutes. It actually I'm going to make you watch that replay. He's just shaming them. Didn't, all they got was, like, a sideline out of bounds. So usually yep. when you call it, it's, like, it was save a terrible or the point. Well, it, was, it like, saved the Jokic foul. It did save the Jokic foul, but which it wasn't total, like, go look at how ridiculous that was. That you guys will feel shame about yourself, which the official staff did not. I also give it five stars. Analytically is a horrendous challenge, but the sauce was through the roof. It was, the sauce was through the roof. I really like it. All right, Jamal Murray drains an end of quarter, end of first quarter bucket right over. Actually, I don't know who it was over, but he walked over to Thon Maker. It was over Thon Maker. It walked over. I think he got him on the switch. He gave him a nice little Thon last McCurr. tap. A to- it was like a very... Uh, I said this on the uh, uh, earlier when we were just talking. It was a very Kobe Bryant esque, like drained a shot in your face. Good try though, like a very condescending ass tap. I thought it was five good. stars. It was also very Kobe esque because it was like right inside the three point line. Five stars, <laughs> deepest two possible. It took long, me a while to get that. Yeah, one. Yeah, it was such a long. Time. I got it there though. I got there eventually. Um, we had the wave at Pepsi Center tonight. Um, yeah. The wave happening in a at an NBA game. I'm out. I'm One out star. I'm out on the wave um, at all sporting events. It's more of a concert thing, you know, in between sets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out on three stars to show my indifference towards the topic. You don't care about the wave. Wave if you want to. I'm probably not. Going it's to. annoying. It's. Um, I feel like if you're not going to, you are lower than three stars. No, but I don't care that someone else does. Live your life. Are you sure about that? Okay, I'm going to go one star. I think the wave is kind of dumb. It's but terrible. I think 
Yeah, actually, in, in all facets of sport. I was going to say maybe a baseball game, but really. No, baseball game, it's worse because it actually affects the pitchers. <laughs> it does? Yeah. Yeah, the whole giant wave of people behind the. <laughs> God, I hate, I hate. There's certain things about baseball I really hate. That whole idea of like, well, it's a little distracting. You know what's if you're doing the, the worst right is now. the guy who starts the wave. There's oh, always that one like, guy. Come on, everybody. We're going to do yeah, the wave. Two, this is terrible. Three. The way, that guy, we're, we're almost there, you yeah. guys. We're almost there. That guy there. always Let's cares go. way more than yeah. anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Do it during halftime or something. Do you guys have any you want to throw out? Throw it out at me. Any anything for us to rate? Um. Anything else fun from tonight? I don't know, man. <laughs> no, no. Noah Vonley got some minutes. Noah Vonley's never mind. Absolute unit. Yeah. PJ Bull, Dozier Bull, also Bull got getting shots up before the game. Where are we actually, Bull, Bull, there we go. Let's do it. I actually like it. TJ McBride was pushing this out. Bull Bull's been around lately. It's kind of been nice uh, just seeing him because yeah. So well, I think they've, they've calculated that he can't use up his forty-five days if he's at the NBA level for Definitely the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah. So now he can just be around till the end of the G League season. That's great. But yeah, seeing him get up shots, four stars. Love it. I, Dude, he's got a stroke, man. He, he has got a stroke. a stroke. He's also just got a body, man. I'm telling you, like his it waist was, is actually, higher than my head. Actually, we talk about the long boys, right? We're getting the MPJ Grant. Bull, seeing in the locker room tonight, Bull Bull next to Jeremy Grant next to Michael Porter Jr. It really was just like these are some for real long boys. Can you just do Will Barton, MPJ, Jeremy Grant, Bull Bull, and Nikola Jokic? Oh, let's do it. Let's just why not? It's so much like so much shooting, so much excitement. Yeah, I would have loved to see just the panic in Svimikailuk's face if he had to go up against that lineup tonight. It's gonna he's gonna dribble like through Bobo's legs. I'm gonna give it that four stars. This doesn't make any sense, but I'm giving it four stars. All right, guys, don't forget we have a watch party on Friday. Blake Street Tavern, eight thirty. Nuggets taking on the Clippers. It's after work. Here's what I – if I was to plan your life, this is how I would do it. Friday, you get off work at 5 o'clock. You're going to go get happy hour. Then you're going to go get some dinner with a friend, maybe a couple friends. And then as soon as you're done with dinner, you're hopping over to Blake Street Tavern and you're going to join us for a party because that's what it's going to be. That, by the way, is a big game. It's funny. Like it, Sometimes we have this game and it's like, okay, the Phoenix Suns or whatever. Nuggets have the Clippers. And guess what? Is that game four – this, it might be for the spot. Up a game and a half right now. But the Clippers do play another game, so and they it's could the be a big game. Yep. So, so very good chance that that is for the two seed. And like if Denver can grab that one, it's not that it's over. Like They're going to still have to run out the tape. But, man, their odds of winning the two seed go up by a lot. And their odds of just being a higher seed than the Clippers go up by quite a bit. So it's a big one. Come out and party with us. RSVP. Make sure you RSVP get it to get the full watch party experience. You'll get that free Breck brew. You'll also be eligible to win some DNVR merch and lower level game tickets. You could just show up or you could RSVP and have a dope night. I want us to fill up Blake Street Tavern. The Abs guys did it, man. Yeah. The Abs Let's guys fill did that it. place up. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say it. Like these hockey guys, they think they're better than you. Guys, actually, this is what it comes down to. I really don't want to have to hear from Brandon Spano Me and the either. Abs guys if we don't get a party Me as good either. as the Abs. I want to line out the door, get there early. We, we won't talk nuggets with you guys. If you're if you're worried about coming alone, come. I mean, we all just hang out together. It's literally impossible to go to these parties alone. Yeah. We're all going together. Pull up a seat, sit with us, hang out with us. That's the idea. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Great Nuggets win. We'll be around tomorrow with a brand new episode. Take us home, Harrison.
God, you're so good at this. <laughs> uh, Did you not know the show was ending? Could Denver you not tell that's where we're recording? You gotta love it. It's not what you see. It's not what you think. <laughs> Did you guys see that uh, the Olympic com- uh, International Olympic Committee head name is Dick Pound? Yeah, we talked about it on the Denver Sports Podcast Dick- today. Oh, did you did you see the the Trojan response? Yeah. Oh, so great! You're talking about that too. Anyway, oh, Denver Rubber Company. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not not a condom company. I, but that's what reminded me of. <laughs> you could, you chose not to go by Richard or Rick. Dick you said I'm going by Dick That Pound. one's on you. That's you gotta go. You, you gotta go middle name in that. Yeah, for real. You gotta go middle name. Uh, snow is here. I'm sure it's gonna snow. You could be a hairy witch. <laughs> a lot of people do call me hairy. Did you know that? I'm gonna call you hairy forever. Now. So Mades is Spanish for C. You're a wind, but vote is like German for a baler. For Earth. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I was trying to hope that I could shoot one. Captain Planet. <laughs> Get well with your read, Harry. I, my job is to enter in, in, in. You're making it very hard for him. I'm that's why I'm waiting for you guys to stop talking. <laughs> you have like 10 seconds to get this ad done. Denver Rubber Company is your one stop shop for anything that has to do with snow plows. They can cut the blades to any length, they can slot them to meet your exact specifications. Call them up today, 1 800 259 0010, or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR.